Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, 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 it's still Monday night. It's still the 5th of October, and I'm still sitting here trying to edit two podcasts and get them up. I need to go to bed soon because I have to be up tomorrow and drive to Dublin. Actually, to the Mermaid in Bray, who have kindly given us room to rehearse in. Uh, myself and the brilliant director, writer, performer, Janet Morn, who is, when I say helping me with my play, she is been, she's more than helping me. She's co-writer, director, cheerleader, everything. So we have to rehearse tomorrow for... Yes, Keith Walsh is pure mental. Well done. We will be announcing the tour date soon. And if you haven't heard me talking about it, then that's good. If you have, I should probably stop talking about it. Anyway, uh, here is an episode with... uh, This is episode eight. And it is another one with me and myself. Me and myself. Me and me and my friend Mike. The three of us. Uh, And in this episode, it's a rambly talk. We just ramble. I suppose the idea of the chats with my friend Mike is that we don't have to really please anybody. But all all of my podcasts are like that. Uh, We just chat to each other uh, about whatever. Um, This episode is about everything from crying while you're mowing the lawn uh, we talked a little bit about the Flemings, a little bit about Vicky Phelan, a little bit about how Mike met his wife. That's a good story. Uh, and the Dalai Lama. And they're linked. Honest to God, they're linked. Also, I spoke a little bit about my last day at 2FM and what kind of why I was leaving. And Mike talked about his radio career, which is very interesting. So all of that to come. Uh, I'll leave this intro quite short, but do email me at any point, keithwalchpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends to listen to the Keith Walsh podcast. This is episode eight, and this is me chatting to my friend, Mike. I'll be back with a little chat afterwards. Thank you. That is a lovely slurp. Thanks. Where do your... Parents live. Uh, my parents live in the city of Limerick. And how far of a drive is that from where you are? It's an hour door to door, pretty much. Okay. And, uh, yeah, we haven't been haven't been seeing them too much now during the old uh, lockdown. You know. Of course. Yeah. Are they well? Yeah, great. Apart from my mother keeps getting chest infections, which is like you know, pretty much. She's got COVID. No, she hasn't got COVID. She's in and she's on drugs for chest infections and yada bada bing. But no, she's uh, they're in relatively good spirits, I would say. Um, 
and she should really give up the smoking John Player Blue. You know, uh, I think forty a day is probably too much. So just that's my, that would be my top tip for your mother. Uh, when she did smoke, she would have been the sort of person to rip the butt off a major and light oh. up with a blowtorch. Blow oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so th- th- there was a bit. I think everybody smoked back then, though. That was there was there was some, something wrong with you if you didn't smoke. Uh, you'll enjoy this now. So what I've decided to do for the podcast is uh, start a playlist. Uh, yes, you, I think you might have noticed. I so I asked Vicky Phelan. So the only person I've asked so far is Vicky Phelan because I keep forgetting, which is just that's just the way I am. So uh, there's a pod, there's a, a podcast playlist called the Keith Walsh Podcast Playlist. It's on Spotify, and people can join in and add songs if they like. I'm going to now ask, put you on the spot. So what I'm going to do as well, I'm going to add on like a couple of maybe Nirvana songs, a couple of songs from Hall because of your Nirvana, Courtney Love story, and anybody sort of that comes up in the podcast, any famous people, we can add in songs from them. But I'm going to put you well, on. The, I'm going to put you on the spot. Go, go on. What were we going to say? We mentioned the cult, didn't we? As well. Oh, the cult. Yes. We haven't. And, we haven't. Put I think. That a- I, think uh, I think maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I might have. Uh, I might have been the person that suggested that to you to have a podcast playlist. You really could have been, actually. I did, yeah. I texted you and said it was a good idea. You said, you, I like that a lot. And I went, okay, great. No, I probably and then said, you're ringing me up telling me that this is happening. This is the way it happens in this show's pro- relationships. I probably told you it was a stupid idea. I said, will you fuck off a playlist? And then I brought it to you as a brilliant idea. That's how, that's how it works in radio. Um, so listen, because it was your idea... And uh, give us give us two songs off the top of your head, just from today. I'm not I'm not looking for like your favorite songs ever or whatever. Just putting you on the spot. Give me two songs for the playlist, and we'll put them in as as we're speaking now. Um, I think you can't do much better than Arvo Pert, which is um, a really he's an Estonian fella. Yeah. Um, Spiegel im im Spiegel. Right. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. This is so you're you're going classical music, are you? Would I, would yeah, you? it's that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Spiegel, Spiegel, uh, and that is by Arvo Part. Okay, I like yes. that piece of music. Why? Why is it something you're listening to at the moment, or just whenever I have something to think about? I'm a great man. I believe in uh, when I have something to think about. I said I'm a great man. I'm not a great man. I'm a great man. <laughs> <laughs> a great man to think. Oh, he was, I tell you what, he was a great man to think. He did fuck all, but he was a great man to think. <laughs> yeah, a great thinker. He'd sit there all day thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, I, I, the older I get, the, um, uh, the more I get that I do most of my thinking, either when I'm hoovering or mowing or listening to a really monotonous, quite long piece of music. And what, Mike, 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 what would you be thinking about? Anything. Any issues I have in my head, I sort them out when I'm mowing or hoovering. So it could be like domestic issues, uh, work, bills, uh, fa- familial, fra- like what? Any, anything. Anything. You know, from, from sort of like coming across something on a DIY thing that I can't actually, you know, I, I normally, I used to go at things like a bull at a gate and uh, make things way worse, you know? 
rather than reading instruction manuals and all that sort of stuff. I just make shit of brand new stuff that I bought, like stereos that never worked. And I blamed all sorts of people for it and whatever and tried to take them back to the company. And the company realized that, you know, you've opened up your Sony uh, PlayStation <laughs> and sort of taken it apart with a screwdriver. So, yeah, I don't do that anymore. I now stop and then do something like hoovering or like mowing a lawn or listening to a really long piece of music. And I tend, but that, the problem with that Arvo Pert, I don't know how he pronounces his name. Sorry, I've just dropped We're something there. for Pert, that's all right. Yeah, he, um, that one kind of, um, it does emotionally quite sort of rip you apart. Like it takes your heart into all sorts of places and then brings you right back together. It, you know, knocks you down, builds you back up again. It's one of those pieces of music. So, if, like. so it's basically you in the garden thinking about some shelves you bought from Ikea, crying, pushing a lawnmower. That's all I can think of. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my daily life. <laughs> and my... if it's raining, I put on the Henry the Hoover. Poor old Henry the Hoover. <laughs> so there's Mike. So the neighbours are just, there's Mike crying again with his, with his lawnmower. Yeah. He, must, he must have bought some shelves he needs to put up. Yeah, inconsolable. But it's anything. I think it works for anything. Any any issues I have in my head. Before I, write a, before I write a letter to anyone, I just kind of do stuff. I think, I, I think that that's been my problem up until now at my age. I haven't really done enough. I haven't set enough time aside just for thinking, you know. Um, yeah. It's a good idea. It's good. It's, it's good. very important. Mm. Um, I, did try, I did try and do some meditation in my early days. I think... Uh, I can't hear you. Oh, you're back. Let me just make a note of the time on this. Hang on a sec, so I know where are we at. What happened there? I don't know. I, I actually thought you're, you you pulled your headphones out or something, but it could. I don't know. Some, some no, of... I, I I could I I could hear. Him. <laughs> you could hear yourself. <laughs> Which doesn't really prove anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what time is this now? Let me just see, so I know to edit it at some point. So I don't forget. Um, that's grand. I'll find it. I just have to write down edit somewhere. Uh, and my daughter just texted me to say I forgot about the pasta that was on the cooker. That's good. Um, so, so yeah, I just need to think more. Um, it sounds like you don't need meditation, though, Mike. It sounds like you got the thinking down, Pat. Well, there's, there's all sorts of meditation isn't there and stuff you do and uh, i think when you're younger i was listening to uh i listened to both of your other podcasts uh, mm. in very quick succession and i was really intrigued by your man Derry fleming now i wouldn't be all that um au fait with what the flemings did um on so i'm not really of that kind of generation if you like i don't yeah. really watch tiktok and stuff like that but I was very interested about his spirituality. He, I mean, he was, uh, he's quite the man. Um, I don't even, Tyg is the son. I, I wasn't even listening to Tyg for a finish. I was listening to the father I thought was far more entertaining and sort of like uh, spiritually switched on, which I'm not. I must say at the outset, I am not spiritually, spiritually switched on in any way, shape or form. And uh, I was also listening to you talk to Vicky Phelan as well. And that was... She was, you know, she doesn't really have God, but she kind of believes in this other type of thing and butterflies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was very interesting, but I, I have none of that. 
I am emotionally. You have you um, have your you have your music and your lawnmower and your thinking and that's that's that is that's your that's your spirituality that's your spiritual time. What what give us your give us your second song for the playlist, so Mike. Um, God, I don't know. That's a really hard question. No, I wanted to put you on the spot, so I didn't want you to think about it. But you know, on some like. I, I threw a few songs in there myself, but like minor, more like sort of. Uh, I went uh, because we mentioned Lemonheads. I picked a Lemonhead song. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Then yeah. then I went. Um, I, I, I put in some of the Pixies. Then of course, and then uh, an English band that are sort of similar around the same time, uh, the Wedding Present. Um. So I, I I couldn't even think of what to put in. I just sort of I just followed a, a, a I followed a song after song. It sort of led me onto another song. But, um, one one of my go to songs, I suppose, would be um, Pink Floyd. Wish you were here. Okay. I, d- I don't like Pink Floyd. <laughs> no. And you're I really like, like that. And I hate everything else they've done. You're like one of those guys that comes up to radio presenters in the street and say, "Can I get a photograph?" I don't like you, but the wife does. I'd say you get that a lot. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, Pink you Floyd. are. You are kind of eye candy. Uh, I don't know about that now. Uh, I did. I did do a sort of an ask me anything on on Instagram recently, and two gay gentlemen uh, felt like felt took it upon themselves to tell me uh, repeatedly that you know, or to ask me the question they kept asking me. Was two separate gay gentlemen uh, just took it upon themselves at the same time to ask me if I was aware that that gay men fancied me. And I thought, well, that's kind of like just saying, are you aware that someone fancies you? Or, you know, there's somebody somewhere that thinks you're attractive, you know? It didn't really make uh, much sense to me. But, you know, as long as they were happy to, to, to ask the question, you know, I think happy for them to get yeah. it off their chest, you know? I think if you're attractive in some way, shape or form, you're, you're attracted to everyone, you know, sort of. Of course. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I am. I <laughs> I'd get up. I'd get up in a cow on a good day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> in a certain light. Yeah, of course. Certain, yeah, yeah. In yeah. a certain light, with the cows with their long eyelashes sticking me, you know, with the big eyes, and you know oh, what I mean. You yeah, know? the two stomachs. Oh. <laughs> I'll ride both the stomachs off you. That's what I say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going wrong. Here. No. Um, uh, so, so that we have your two songs. That's good. Tick. That's that box ticked. Can you tell me about the? Uh, I thought it was interesting that you you had listened to the Flemings podcast and they were at your workplace the same day, but you weren't aware of it or something. It, literally, they were. I was uh, in the polytunnel doing some sort of clipping and bits and pieces and clearing stuff out, and I listened to it. And I, there was a couple of laugh out loud moments. Uh, your man Derry is just very funny. His accent, everything about him, is just you know, and his perties and his is everything, the whole the whole package. He's got it going on, um, and not afraid to talk. Um, he was he was obviously you had him disarmed, but yeah, I get a text then about an hour later saying, listen, you know, from a young girl saying, here's somebody uh, who I finally I recognise because we get an awful lot of people who are kind of celebrities in one way or another whatever celebrity is mm. you know an awful lot of men would be sort of like bedazzled by a, a, a cork hurler or something 
um, or a lot of ladies would be kind of going, oh, God, he was, he's in Fair City. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't watch Fair City, and I really don't do sport in any way, shape, or form. So there's two things you've learned about me today. I don't do sport, and I don't really do uh, spirituality. You wouldn't have been aware of that Fair City football match that happened before lockdown then, would you? <laughs> <laughs> it was very, I was watching it with interest. Uh, so so, so the, the Flemings were at your place of work and you were, you were at home, day off, listening to the Flemings podcast. That's, that's, that's weird, isn't it? Some... There you go. And then I, I'm on my way to my, my parents' house today in Limerick and I'm listening to Vicky Phelan realizing that she actually lives uh, in Limerick. And uh, she says, yeah, I went for a walk the other day at the Cliffs of Moher. <laughs> wow. it's, it's all about the Cliffs of Moher at the moment. Yeah. The, the, the sun and the world and the universe seems to be revolving around me. That's the way I looked at it. Everything is aligning for you. It's all the thinking. I'm telling you, just keep doing that. Just keep mowing the lawn and thinking. That's what you need to do. That's your... Yeah. Today, was my, today was my final... It's the longest goodbye in radio history, but today was my final, final goodbye day in 2FM. Oh, where, where were you? What did, were you on the radio? Yeah, so I went in to talk to a former co-host of mine on The Breakfast Show, Jennifer, Jennifer Zamparelli. So she does uh, the nine to, nine to t- 10 to 12 show. I think it's 10 to 12 or 9 to 11. It could be, could be 9 to 12. She does that slot anyway. And yeah. uh, so I just went in and had a chat with her for 20 minutes. And that was it. I, I like, I mean, some people have asked me, oh, is that, are you done? Have you left radio? Have you, you know, but hopefully I will work for RT1 in the future or RT television. But that was my last day at 2FM. So I walked out, quit the, the 2FM WhatsApp group and said goodbye. And so it's not an emotional day, but uh, it's, it's the end of an era, I suppose. Yeah, well, it, it takes these things a little while to sink in. You think you'll be walking away from something, either, you know, clicking your heels or very sad, you know, because sometimes you, you, you want to leave a job for another better job or whatever. And sometimes, you, you know, you, you, you want to leave it because you didn't like it or whatever. But all those feelings, they don't rush, do they? I often think, oh, when I leave this place or whatever, I've worked in loads of places. When I leave this place, it's going to be, you know, that's it. I'm out of here. Woohoo! Kick my heels. Off we go. Never happens though. It generally works out that when you're leaving somewhere or that your, your last week or your last two weeks like are the mentalist week you've ever had. You don't even have time to enjoy it. You're just like, you know, and then somebody says, well, you have to do a four-day handover with Jim Bob because he's taken over your job and then you have to make sure that this is locked off and this is... And we're too conscientious, aren't we? We like, what? we should just go, no, sorry, I'm leaving. I don't give a shit about it. Jim Bob, who's taken my job? Why would I do a handover with them? Like I'm, like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> what what is wrong with us? Well, I think what's wrong with you? <laughs> Very I negative. Bet, I bet you've been in jobs where you've done a handover with your with your incumbent or whatever the word is with the next yeah, person. Yeah, I've had to do all sorts of stuff. Um, very rarely in hotels um, would you have to hand over stuff. But I was. Uh, I was an enforcement officer for South Norfolk District Council, so uh, mm. sort of doing people who polluted. That, that was my job. I was, you know, an, an uh, enforcement officer for uh, environmental health pollution team. And uh, you'd have court cases and stuff going on. So in case, you, know, you really did need to hand those over. And in fact, you had an obligation 
to turn up to court once you'd finished work. So, you know, a judge could call you. This is not like anything to do with work. You, it's, it then becomes a legal matter so that you're still involved in it maybe six months, two years down the road. Wow. Yeah, so couldn't really drop that one. No, you've made me feel bad now. I mean, the thing about it is, I, I would always be conscientious and do the handover and, and do everything the, the right way. But it's like, you know, we're not built for, you know, sort of, you know, flipping the bird and saying, you know, go fuck yourself as we walk out of the burning building. Do you know what I mean? We're, 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 we're very conscientious. We really care too much about what people think of us. So we'd yeah, rarely... There's no, there's no harm in that because what people think of you is often what you think of yourself, isn't it? You know, um, uh, you know, and there's nothing, there's nothing better than being nice to somebody. Um, and, you know, the flipping the bird is sort of like, yeah, I'll catch him. But you don't really. It, it always comes back to bite you on the backside and sort of you have this kind of level of guilt, I would imagine, if you just did leave somewhere and just kind of flip the bird and go, oh, fuck him, he can deal with it himself. But, yeah, you're probably right. But also, also you walking away and flipping the bird to, to somebody or whatever, they probably like momentarily go, oh, I wonder, he looks like he's in a bad mood. Oh, well, and carry on and not even notice that you yeah, yeah. flipped the bird or didn't cooperate or whatever. <laughs> it, would just, it would just be a complete waste of, waste of everybody's time. But anyway, today was the day that I finished up with 2FM. And uh, that's it. We see, see now that the podcast is up and running, and currently at number 14 in the charts. I don't need, oh, to, work. I don't need to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. When do I get the money for the podcast? When does that start coming in? Is there like, is there like a delivery guy? Is there, does it come in envelopes? I, I, I think it actually comes in suitcases. <laughs> Brilliant, I can't wait for that. Uh, it has been an interesting week though uh, with that and the podcast starting. And the problem with having a podcast up is I have on my computer the stats so I know how many people have listened to it and I can't stop checking it and it's, it's kind of driving me a bit insane you know but that's good though how many people have listened to it oh a couple of thousands wow <laughs> yeah it's not I don't know, what, know whether that's impressive or not I don't know what to expect uh, but it's enough. I think that is impressive because it, you know I I choose my podcasts very, very carefully because mm. it's, it's an awful lot of time to give over to something. You know, it's, it's 50 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever of your life that, you know, you, you, you won't get back as, uh, as Vicky Phelan said. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going for the people who don't put as much thought into what they listen to uh, when they're choosing their podcasts. You know what I mean? That's, um, that's, that's my game plan, but yeah, no, it's good. It's like, I'm very happy. It's a good start. And, uh, it's interesting to step into the podcast world and and give it a lash and, and see where it takes us. You know, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in you know the journey and uh, and also kind of talking about uh, and giving people an insight into you know the I suppose the background of of doing something like this. Yeah. So, I mean, are you sad now about Radio Two? Not Radio Two, Two FM. Yeah, I was. It was always it was all Radio Two when I was younger. Yeah, it was, it was, really, yeah. It was RTE Radio Two with the yeah. pop with the pop music. We will play pop music until <laughs> it comes out your ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dreadful. Yeah. We've got more pop music than you can shake a stick at. Uh, 
am I sad? I don't think so. I think I'm kind of relieved to, like I'm too old to be on a, a youth music radio station like that. And, and I need to move on. I need to move on to, to do stuff like this, to, you know, talk, talking shit with, with, with people on, on podcasts, you know, that's my, that's, this is, this is what I need to move on to. No, but I was, I, I suppose maybe I was just done with that. There was nothing there for me. And, like I wanted to try and do other stuff and and I think it maybe was like maybe like a safety net that I needed to just kind of like cut cut the cord and and just go there's a certain amount of sadness there's a certain amount of worry as well it was kind of like I'm we talked briefly at the universe like I'm I'm hoping that somebody said to me recently oh you just you know jump and the universe will catch you Jesus, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be into that now. <laughs> well, well, you work at the Cliffs of Moher, so don't, um, uh, don't, yeah, yeah. No, don't, 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 don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, no. So I, it is a kind of a leap of faith, and there is a worry, and 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 you know, I think my missus is is you know more freaked out than I am, and I'm trying to kind of say oh, everything will be okay, it'll be fine, you know, almost like bravado, but. Uh, whistling past the graveyard kind of thing but no i'm i don't know i, I I'm, I'm i'm not sure exactly how i feel about it. i think i feel relieved and excited about whatever is to come yeah and i think you're right too i mean you, you've proven your track record in that sort of area although i, I can admit now i never listened to you once on 2fm i think i might have done it by mistake <laughs> oh shit oh shit i've been listening to 2fm for 20 minutes what it was that it was it was alexa was playing up and uh i think your name came up and all of a sudden on a saturday evening uh when i would normally be listening to lisa tarbuck on bbc radio 2 um you came on and i was thinking well, why is he on the radio now why is he on the bbc why why is this happening there's the universe for you um but yeah, I mean, it was very good, but the, the music just didn't appeal to me. That was the only thing about 2FM. That would be my issue as well, you see. I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't justifiably keep sort of announcing songs coming up like Dua Lipa and Billie Eilish and songs I didn't listen to or care for. No. So, you know, so no. you can only do that for so long. And, and then you have to say, right, fair enough, lads. So um, it was, it was, I think the timing was right. And I, think, I thought it was really nice to leave in a way that was kind of of my choosing like like radio is a little bit like football and you know the way they say about football because you're a big football fan um there's only like two ways to leave a job in football and that's you know get sacked or die kind of you know yeah um so radio is a little bit the same so i was talking to jennifer on the show and she she kind of said look she said i was i thought there was only two ways out of this place it was either out going out all guns blazing or getting sacked for, for doing something terrible and she said and once again you've proved me wrong there you go that's a nice compliment yeah i think i i think i just to circle back on the you know keeping everything tidy and not burning bridges i think i left in a nice way and i was able to talk to my boss on the phone and, and all that kind of stuff and go cheers for everything and, and it, was, it was a good it was nice to you know, kind of walk away. Yeah, in, in, that, in that way, yeah, and and not many people who leave radio stations get to sit in in, in the radio stations and say goodbye, and, and uh, I was going to say thank the fans, but uh, <laughs> you know, thank some of the listeners that didn't hate me. You know, so it was good. So that was that. Um, 
It reminds me actually of a story, yeah, on, yeah. A, a very, a very brief story. Hey, um, listen, listen, we don't make things. This is a podcast. We have time. Drag it out. You know, this make a short story longer. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking of leaving radio and whatever, I um I first put my sort of dip my toe in the water in local radio in Radio Corka Baskin, which is um down the Loop Head Peninsula, sort of Kilkee and beyond, and uh, ninety two point five and ninety four point eight. What is so it? Ra- radio Corka Baskin. Yeah, it's uh it's old Irish, and I think it's Radio of the People shouting out or something i never really did understand what it meant okay i like it but it's uh yeah it's rcb.ie um and i was mad to get people who were famous to do um little links for me and sort of you know hi you you know i'm such and such and i'm listening to whatever on blah Mm. and um there was a guy who used to i worked in doombeg well around the time trump actually before trump and after trump but anyway, that's another story. And uh, there was a guy down there called Dave McDonnell, and uh, he was just a regular member. He was American, and he came from Santa Barbara, and he spoke like this. So I got him to court, uh, record a thing, you know, sort of, I, I'm, I'm uh, Dave whenever I'm in uh, Ireland. I just can't get enough of Mike on rcb.ie, you know, sort of thing. Mm. And it was great. And uh, I found out that Keith Wood and uh, Terry Wogan were doing an event that they used to do together, the WW, the Wood Wogan event. And it was for Irish English charities and uh, looking after homeless people in London and all sorts of things. And uh, I found out Sir Terry was coming in and he just left radio, BBC radio. And I thought, right, I'm going to nab him and I'm going to get the king of all disc jockeys to do a little uh, a two-minuter on a thing. As we walked down to his room, I was going to collar him and say, listen, speak into this and just say something funny and just say you listen to me. And uh, I was sort of nervous. I managed to get him. I managed to meet him. Uh, his chauffeur dropped him off. He just had a tuxedo. I said, I'll take that for you. Thanks very much. I said, I've got an express check in here. We don't even have to go to the front desk. I'll walk you straight to your room. Great, great, great. Walk in the lobby of the hotel and he was descended upon by people who were, you know, they had the, the, the English rugby team were there, uh, the, the World Cup winning English rugby team. And they were all asking him for, you know, to sign jerseys and do this and do that and do the other. And everybody was asking for a bit of Terry, you know. And uh, I, so I walked him down. I said, come on, we'll get you down to your room. And he was kind of limping. He just had a new hip done. And uh, I was just about to say to him, listen, I had my microphone in my pocket just about to say to him is there any chance you'd just record this little promo for me and uh, he stopped me and put his arm on my shoulder before I even uttered anything he had no idea what I was going to say he said uh, it's lovely being retired he said but everyone just wants a fucking piece of you oh. and it's really fucking annoying me and I thought oh there bang goes my fucking promo <laughs> <laughs> it's a pity you, you hadn't Played, you hadn't pressed record just to even get that bit, you know. I know, I know, I know. Every fucker's after a piece of you. Yeah, so it was just, you know, I always remember that and think, yeah, you know, um, I don't know what brought me on to that. Oh, leaving on a high. I suppose he left. People, people never said that he was too old or anything. He left at the right age. He left at exactly the right peak moment. And he always said he knew when he was ready. 
Yeah, I think what you were doing was comparing me to Terry Wogan. I think that's what you're trying to do. You're saying my career was very similar. Uh, the success I had as a radio presenter was very similar to the success. Uh, I, I would say uh, on a different universe, you evolved at exactly the same time. You had the similar stratospheres. Very similar. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's amazing it hasn't been pointed out to me before. No. <laughs> so Keith. Uh, and what... Um, what happened to your show? Um, it just kind of fizzled out. Uh, you know, community radio is a very odd thing. Um, I was just a volunteer. I, I fancied becoming a DJ. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I thought the idea of sitting down, listening to tunes that I'd picked, and then putting it out for people to put in requests and whatever, was a great way of spending two hours. It was probably the best stress relief I think I've ever had. I sat down. Uh, I played music. I thought of something that I thought was relatively witty or intelligent to say about the piece of music. And then we go on to the next one and I'd spend the next three minutes thinking about, you know, the next piece of music and, and on and on and on. There was no planning went into it. It was just whatever came into my head. Of course. Um, but it, it all became kind of political and, you know, there weren't enough hours to record stuff and somebody was spitting their dummy out of a pram somewhere about having an hour and a half to do an hour show or I, I don't know. And it just got, it just became really tedious mm. um, and annoying. So I left. <laughs> yeah, no, you did the right thing. I, I, I find sometimes with, with the organizations that are there for the betterment of the community and to create a bit of a community spirit and give people uh, you know, a, a chance at doing something that they might not have had the chance to do. They can be, they're, they're, they can become very strange places. Very hard to keep places like that run in a way that is enjoyable for everybody. I had a meeting with a guy here in Kildare about setting up a community radio station uh, for the people of, it was kind of just really for Newbridge and, and maybe the, the, the outer, you know, the suburbs of the city of Newbridge. And uh, very, like, I, I can't. I was. I was like, this. This is a great idea. Community radio station. How, you know, how can you go wrong? It'd be great for you know to get people. In. And also, we we had, we'd been experiencing an influx of you know people people from um, the continent of Africa or Eastern Europe or wherever. And you know, I was thinking it'd be great to get these people on, give them a voice, and find out about their culture and their music and all that kind of stuff. It's a great way to integrate them into the yeah. community, etc., etc., etc. And I was like, well, I'd love to help you make sure you get the right equipment, get it started, you know, all that kind of stuff. But about 10 minutes into this chat with this guy, he started getting political and talking about the council. And he didn't want the council involved because the council would just be pushing their agenda. And I was going, what the hell? It was just yeah. really quickly, like, about it became, it seemed suddenly about his war against the council and how the council control everything. And I was like, I just said, I kind of just wrapped up the meeting fairly soon afterwards. And I remembered I had a meeting to go to. And just didn't, didn't, make, didn't make contact with him again, which was a pity. I, I think he might be still trying to set it up, but it's 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 odd yeah. that things like that can get hijacked by people with an agenda, and it's very hard. Even if I said I, I kind of felt at that stage, even if I went about setting it up myself, I think it would eventually become something like you're describing. You know? Yeah, and it, it's an odd. It's a very odd thing. It's like people take their professional frustrations out. <clears throat> on what is effectively uh, 
you know, a volunteer-based thing. So people come in and they're having a, an issue with the bin man. All of a sudden, it's anti-bin man one yeah. week. And, and it becomes this kind of, it can become this place of negativity. Now, I've nothing but good sort of memories, actually, of doing it until it became almost impossible for me to fit a time in that was useful to me. Um, and it's funny because they were saying that, you know, we, we would bend over backwards to look after our volunteers. And then it was very difficult to get a spot uh, to become a volunteer. And it was just, it's just management. It's just, it's, you know, not having enough sort of recording studios and stuff like that as well. They're under, they're chronically underfunded. Of course. But, of course. Um, but the, the two years I did down there were fantastic. Yeah. I had a, a show called Cheese and Wine where I played cheesy music and I just whined. <laughs> of course you did. That's a great name. <laughs> Why, did you whine your body or just whine? There I just whinged about anything, really. But anything there, was, that... there, there, was, there was no Caribbean-style wine dancing, like, wine your body, wiggle <laughs> your belly. There was no whining like that. No. Uh, I think you did right, though. I think it's best. I had an, I, Something happened to me here at the local football club, and I was started to get, I started to get, things were starting to annoy me, and I was starting to get, like, I want to have, I need to have it out with this guy, and I, these guys, this club need to change their culture because blah 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 yeah. maybe it wasn't suiting me and i just said hang on a sec keith uh you know i just said maybe i'm better off just stepping away and, and not it gets political if you get political you know what i mean so i just walked exactly away. yes <clears throat> easy walk away it was yeah it's just it was easier to walk away i wasn't there to change the system so yeah. better 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 for everybody if i just walked away listen you mentioned just before i let you go you mentioned you mentioned the dalai lama um and we and we, were, we kind of touched a little bit on spirituality and all that kind of stuff. How in God's earth and the earth of the Dalai Lama did you meet him? Or what happened? Uh, well, this is one of these kind of <clears throat> random stories, really. Uh, well, um, well, hang on. Mike, all of your stories are random. So, like, you know. Fair enough. But in a good way. Like, <laughs> so what happened was... Um, my my girlfriend at the time who is now my wife and in fact on this very auspicious day today is the am i allowed to mention the date 25th of september there you go i did look at that i'm going crazy i'm a crazy guy um is the 32nd anniversary of me meeting my wife on a greek island in no a way yep there were there were a group of lads from limerick and we were all on the tear um, at one point, there was 13 of us, um, and every night we would have a certain, so you know, we would all wear a sort of a, the same T-shirt, or we had these whistles one night, and uh, we'd actually even do dances, you know, little group dances. When I tell, I, I'm sitting here now with my head in my hands in shame and embarrassment, but we had a group dance to uh, Dan Hartman, I Can Dream About You. Remember that song? I can dream about you. So you were doing TikTok dances before TikTok was invented. Yeah, I was pre-TikTok. Anyway, um, uh, we, we all got together and a group of the lads were leaving the next day. And we decided, right, we'll go out and have a bit of an ease up. Uh, sort of early doors, sort of seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah, so we were in the, the, the Blue Note bar in EOS. Um, and we were all wearing leather hats on this particular evening. And um, the, the DJ in there played the song, You Can Leave Your Hat On, the original version. This is pre uh, the full Monty and all that sort of stuff. And uh, 
we, we took it as a cue and uh, just took all of our clothes off and uh, we're just wearing hats. And then about eight or nine of us were dancing naked on a bar with just leather hats. And they were like Akubras, like Australian hats with sort of knotted leather and stuff on them. They were really horrible. And uh, in walk four girls, two um, Scottish women, a uh, half Iranian woman and uh, an English girl. And I uh, jumped down off the, the bar and covered my sort of special area with my hat and uh, walked over to the girl uh, who I quite fancied. And I said, well, listen, introduce me to your friends. And that was actually Sally Anna was talking to. And uh, then we started singing, um, I think, along to Bye Bye Miss American Pie, Don McLean. And that was it. 32 years gone in a blink of an eye. Wow. Wow, and she's still, wow. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're celebrating today. She's actually talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, she won't be after this. Um, <laughs> and uh, was, is she the reason then that you got to meet the Dalai Lama? Yeah, well, you see, we, were, we went backpacking. The one thing we, we decided we wanted to do uh, that very night, actually, um, we went for a walk on a beach and we stayed up talking all night long. And uh, we sort of left each other at six o'clock in the morning. And I said, I'll meet you at the bus stop tonight at eight o'clock. And uh, what we'd been talking about was going and traveling and seeing the world. And it was something I wanted to do and uh, something she really wanted to do. Now, she's quite sort of geopolitically engaged. Uh, and I'm not. I, I, I didn't know where I was, really. I was in Greece. I got a plane and then I got a boat to an island. And I, didn't, I had no idea where I was on the planet. And um, so we, we were hitching, we sort of hitched around the world almost. We got this kind of round the world ticket. And um, uh, we ended up in India. And she said, I want to go north. I want to go to this place called, I thought she said, garam masala, which is, as you well know, an Indian herb that you add to curries. Delicious. Yeah, delicious in every way. But it wasn't, it was a place called Dharam Sala. And uh, we literally went up into the foothills and actually into the Himalayas to Dharamsala and this place called McLeod Gange, where the Tibetan government were effectively in exile since the 1950s. Mm. And um, the English had sort of paid for a bit and whatever, they got funding and uh, they had built the Dalai Lama a house. And <laughs> it was really weird because you got like it was freezing cold and everybody was living in wooden shacks and you kind of lit a fire in the middle of your house to get warm. I mean, it was really basic sort of engineering and in the middle of everything, you see this brick built 1960s English council house with a driveway and a brick wall either side of it and trees planted in it. And it was just like somebody had got, uh, a plan of an English house and decided to bring it to India and they'd actually imported the bricks and everything so they built this like house and uh, we said who, who lives in there he said that's that's the uh, his residence that's the Dalai Lama's residence so we went uh, we went out for some Tibetan food that night it makes sounds really kind of like oh you went down you know we put on our linen clothes and whatever I had one pair of trousers we went out <laughs> 
uh, got some momos and a, a German guy came in and he was really wide eyed and he was like, yeah, if you give me your um, uh, passports, I will take a copy and you will meet his holiness tomorrow. And I thought, no, here we go. I'm, I'm going to be sort of marketed and sold around the world for my body. Uh, this, this isn't going to happen. And somebody said, no, no, give, give him your thing and you, you can go meet the Dalai Lama tomorrow. So we kind of ummed and erred and I did. And the next day at 11 o'clock, we went up to his house and he just sat outside his door on a kind of chair. And, yeah. uh, oh, there's music. I can hear music. I decided I was going to just have Dan Harmon play the, 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 at the, as, the, as the story came to a... <laughs> It didn't quite work out. I may add it later. So, yeah, so, sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we, we ended up um, going up to his house at 11 o'clock the next morning. And uh, he was just sitting in a white sort of, um, you know, the, one of those outdoor chairs. But they always take the mick out of them. You've been framed because they just collapse on the people. And there's the Dalai Lama sitting there. And uh, he blessed this little piece of silk and um, put it over your hands and gave you a blessing and sort of kind of went, hello, it's a very jolly man. And sort of gave you this blessing and uh, everybody was walking away. People were walking away in tears. People were walking away going, wow, that's off the charts. And I strolled away thinking, am I the only one that's not feeling anything here? Um, I know he's a nice fella. They're all peace loving and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But you know, He's just a man, isn't he, really? Very nice man. And he likes a bit of peace. And, uh, yeah. But it was it was just bizarre meeting the Dalai Lama in his house. You were like... Um, yeah, you were just... Like, I'd say for some people, it was a pilgrimage to go and see this guy. And you were just like, oh. You know, yeah. Like it's, like, it's like walking down the road and then just going, oh, there's a pyramid. I must, you know, and not really... It's well, I'd be more impressed with the pyramid, to be honest. He just mm. looked like a Christian brother in red. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, nobody wants to meet a Christian brother. <laughs> no, you don't want to sit in a Christian brother's there was, knee. There was nothing. Get a blessing. There was nothing peace loving about. There was nothing peace loving about the piece of silk that they were blessing. Um, no. That's good, though. It's good. To, uh, the Dalai Lama. That brings us nicely to to brings our our chat nicely to to a close. You know. Because we kind of started off somewhere. Spirituality. Spirituality. Yeah, and I haven't got any. And it's true. <laughs> Thanks. Turns out it's true. I wanted you to tell me at the end that, like, the Dalai Lama was out mowing his lawn and crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he was hoovering. He was listening to Arvo Part Spiegel <laughs> in Spiegel. And that would have been perfect. But alas, alas not. Yeah, I still I still follow the old Dalai Lama on Twitter and he's everything he says is sensible, you know? <laughs> Why didn't you get the Dalai Lama to make one of those things for your radio show? <laughs> Hello, this is the Dalai Lama and I like to listen to Mike's Cheese and Wine on rcb.ie. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Thanks. That's... That's another one in the bag anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Shall I stop recording now? It's another few thousand listeners sorted. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stop recording. Yes, thank you very much, Mike. And thank you very much to the Dalai Lama for allowing us to use 
that clip of the Dalai Lama saying, he, the Dalai Lama also listens to the Keith Watch podcast, big fan, big fan. Uh, if you hear some noise and rustling in the background, that's my wife, Suzanne. She is putting the finishing touches to some of her bundles. Does that sound rude? No, it doesn't. She has a little, when I say little, it's only little at the moment, but it will. it's growing. A company called Nearly Sisters, and they put together gift bundles, and they literally do everything. They build the bundles, send them out, go to the post office, collect the stuff, do everything. And she's in the middle of that now. I think she's finished. Are you going to bed now? Are you done? Twenty past eleven, it's definitely bedtime. Uh, so we're going to leave it at that. Good to get episode eight up. Uh, I have another f- few bits and pieces to do just to get them get it up on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks to Mike as always. I will be chatting to Mike soon again. And listen to all the podcasts. Tell your friends. And if you want to email me about the podcast or with your own stories, if you've got a story and you think, hey, I should be on that podcast. I've got a good story. Email me. Uh, keithwalshpod at gmail.com or keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com either either will get me I'll start giving out my phone number soon you can write me a letter uh, Keith Walsh Newbridge send me a letter to Keith Walsh Newbridge see if I get it that'll be cool and uh, shout out to all my listeners all over the world especially in where did I have see I had a listener somewhere like well d- Vietnam I mentioned before Canada I have a listener in Canada, at least one, maybe more, and Germany. Who's listening in Germany? Make yourself known. Nine. Okay, enough of that cheek. Right, I've got to go. Uh, it's me signing off, episode eight of the Keith Walsh podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. I'm off now. Definitely going. That's definitely it for me. Good luck. Good luck. See you. Take care. What if you're falling asleep now and you're kind of half asleep and all you can hear is my voice like this, whispering, and you kind of get freaked out and I'm in your dreams now. It's weird. Okay, got to go. Definitely go on now. See you. Mind yourself. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Just stop talking. I am. will stop talking. You stop talking to me. Weirdo. You're the weirdo. Why? Because you're talking to yourself. Uh, so are you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.